Welcome to Capital Cashflow, teaching you how to safely invest your capital into cash flowing assets. Here is your host, Abraham Anderson. Welcome to Capital Cashflow, show 10. This is your host, Abraham Anderson. Today, we're going to talk about seven reasons why you don't want to do park-owned homes in your park, rental homes. Now, this is important to know whether you already own a park, whether you're looking at deals. We're going to get into at the very end, evaluating park-owned home deals and why you need to be careful around this. So thinking about all of the benefits that mobile home park investing has to offer, the low turnover rate, the low expenses, the high returns as a result of that, the ease of management, how bankable they are. All of these things go out the window when you have a high number of park-owned homes. What makes all of those possible, all of those benefits, are the residents owning their home and you're just renting them the land. So getting right into why you do not want to do park-owned homes. Reason number one is they have a lower build quality than apartments or single-family homes. And the reason is because by nature it's designed to be affordable housing. A new nice single-wide mobile home is in the $30,000 range. And of course you can get decent condition used homes much less than that, you know, five or 10,000. So by nature, it's designed to be affordable housing. So you're never going to see the quality or the, the type of material that's used in apartments or site built houses. It's just not going to happen because then it wouldn't be affordable housing. And why would somebody live in a mobile home, you know, if it's going to cost the same as a site built structure where they have their own land. So that's the first reason. And another reason it's important is rentals in general, whether it's apartments or what have you, they get beaten up on a lot. You know, tenants, they're not really known for taking really good care of your property. I mean, it's just human nature. If you own something, you're going to take better care of it. Any renter you have, you know, you just build into your budget, they're going to do some damage. Every once in a while with apartments or mobile homes or anything, they're going to tear them up and run off and you're going to have to put two or three grand at least back in them. It's, depending on how bad it is, it could be more than that or it could be less. But that's just the nature of rentals. They get beaten up on a lot. So if you have that coupled with the lower build quality of mobile homes, they really are not designed to be rental units. Number two, kind of coming off of that, is you really when you're renting out a mobile home depending on the part of the country you're in, I'm in the south here you're going to have a lower quality resident and the rent's going to be lower for one thing which attracts you know someone that's not going to be able to afford thousand dollars a month for an apartment you might get five or six hundred dollars maybe seven hundred for a mobile home so right off the get-go you have a lower quality resident someone that's not quite as stable maybe in their job or even in their lifestyle and they're not going to be as easy to deal with as if you have an apartment renter as I said paying a thousand dollars a month this is someone that's earning you know at least thirty six thousand a year they're just more able to budget and 
you know, not have drunken parties at their house and tear everything up. <laughs> so you've got the lower build quality, the lower class of tenant typically. Number three is, and this is really a crucial item that a lot of people, when they first look at it, they may not consider, is the rent that you're getting from that mobile home versus what you would already get for lot rent. And let me give you an example. Let's say that mom and pop is renting out a mobile home for $500 a month. Well, that market, the lot rent itself might very well be $300 a month. So yeah, $500 a month, that seems like a, a good deal, possibly. But then you look, well, hey, if you didn't have that expense of that mobile home, you would still be getting $300 a month from just the lot. So for that $200 a month, you're having to deal with the insurance you have to carry on it. You're having to deal with the uh, transient nature, all the other things that we'll get into here in a minute, dealing with uh, rental homes for $200 a month. I mean, that is just so little. And if you do the math, there was a, a REIT that actually went bankrupt uh, several years ago, a mobile home park REIT. And part of their downfall, and thankfully they actually would put out reports every year, they would break out their lot rent portion and their park on home portion of their business because they had lots of park on homes. Every single year, their park on home division lost money. Every year. So we know scientifically you cannot make money with it. So you are dealing with all the extra headache for a whopping $200 a month, or whatever it may be. It might be, let's say it's even $600 and the lot rent's $200. Well, it's $400 a month. And as we get further along into this, you'll see why all that's going to get eaten up and other costs. So number four, this is a big cost. This is the biggest cost and the biggest attractor to me to parks over apartments is the turnover rate. With apartments or even mobile homes, the turnover is usually one to two years people move in and out. If they own the home though, they stay an average of 13 years. So, you know, six to 13 times longer if they own the home. And turnover, as you'll find, is the absolute biggest expense, bar maybe the utilities if you have to deal with that, but otherwise the biggest expense you will have as a property manager. You know, when someone moves out, as I said, it could be two or three thousand dollars easily to turn that. And the, just the other day I was meeting with a park mom and pop that were, that were purchasing their, their park and they had lots of rentals. And I was going through their rent roll with them, each tenant, hey, how long has this person been here? Do they pay well? What do you think of them? All of that. And it was about, it was a majority park on. And it was funny because we would go through the, the tenant-owned homes where they own the home and you're just renting them the lot. Oh yeah, they've been there for 15 years, never had an issue out of them, always pay their rent. Then we get to a park on home. Yeah, they just moved in six months ago. They're, are, they're having trouble. We may have to evict them. Um, oh, yeah, they've been here almost two years, but they always pay late, and, you know, we have to get on to them. <laughs> I mean, maybe out of the, the six years or so we went through, they had two long-term rentals, and that's because their rent was extremely low on those, like 390 a month for the home and the lot when the market lot rent is 350 <laughs> So I'm sure you wouldn't have any trouble out of those renters. 
So I guess just rent your park on homes for the same as lot rent, and then you'll have no issues. <laughs> uh, but I'm just telling you this to illustrate the, the nature of rentals is people move in and out versus the beauty of lot rent only, tenant-owned homes, where they own the home, you rent them the lot. It costs so much money to move that home that whenever they want to move, they just sell their home to somebody else. So your lot rent just keeps coming in every single month. So the next reason, number five here, is the headache. And you, you can probably hear the frustration in my voice with some of these because I've dealt with it. <laughs> the headache of park on homes. This is what Dave Ramsey, which I like his getting out of debt advice. I don't like his investing advice, but he would call this the hassle factor. All of this hassle, I mean, just let's just walk through this here. Let's say you've got a mobile home. You spend the money. You fix it up. So you're having to deal with the contractors the repairmen, the supply stores. You get it all done. It looks great. You know, you'd even live in there. It's so nice what you've got it done. So you start showing it. You post the ads on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. You show it. You take applications. You meet people. Or your manager does all this and you're paying them to do this. You finally get a good resident. You screen them. You get them in there. They're in there six months, a year maybe. And they tear it up and they run off. <laughs> they bring in six of their friends to live with them and their pit bulls and, and their other dogs <laughs> and then they just tear the place up and run off. Then you got to do the whole thing over again and let's say that $200 a month you're getting to rent that home. Okay, well you made a grand total of $2,400 and it cost you three grand to turn the home over again and plus all that hassle and you're back where you started with a probably worse off mobile home. So you can see very quickly multiply this times 50 or 100 park on homes there are no big operators that do park on homes. If they do, it's a very small percentage of what they do, and typically they're selling these off. That goes into reason number six, which is other buyers do not like it. They don't want to deal with this, and that is something that we're finding a lot, and we're able to find some deals, so this can be an opportunity if you can find some of these mismanaged parks that are priced well usually one of the big components is lots of park-owned homes. You can add value and make money by converting these over to tenant-owned homes, by selling them off to them or going through something like 21st Mortgage's cash program where you sell it to them. Vanderbilt Mortgage gives you the money for that home and then they're paying them every month. There's several ways you can do it. Or even, I know people that just give them away if the resident's been there a while and they're a good resident and it's not worth a whole lot anyway, then you're just getting lot rent. But other buyers do not like the model. And usually you're going to be selling at a discount if you're trying to sell them a park with a lot of rental homes because that's just hassle you have to deal with and convert over. So other buyers don't like it if your end game is to sell. And that goes into the final reason, number seven, is banks don't like it you will find what attracts banks to this is the consistency of revenue and the low turnover and the stability and the low default rate of mobile home parks. Mobile home parks have the lowest default rate of any form of real estate but all of those benefits as I said go out the window if you have rental homes because then it's like horizontal apartments of all the downsides of apartments plus the added complications with you know, everything else we've talked about, the lower build quality and lower tenant class. 
sometimes you'll find banks that even love to do parks. They won't do deals with many park-owned homes because to them that's not stabilized. And it can be difficult. You may have to sell or finance it, get the seller to do that if they have 50% or even 100% of park-owned homes. So especially if you're able to get a bank to do it, my goodness, start converting these over. Get these sold off because even though that bank has done it, what happens if the chief loan officer gets replaced when you come time to refinance and they won't give you a renew your loan. So you want to get this stabilized and get these sold off so you just get the lot rent. And it makes your life just tremendously easier. And it's really amazing. It's really a win-win for everybody. Maybe this is a bonus eighth reason why you want to do it is the pride of ownership of the residents. We've had residents as soon as we sell them their the mobile home you can just see the joy in their face. That same day they're out there planting a garden, picking, pulling up the weeds in their lot, you know, just making it look beautiful because they own it now. They own their home and so they're, they plan to live there for a long time, which is what you want as a property manager. And it's better for you. You've got lower expenses, lower turnover. It's better for them. Their expenses are lower as well because unlike you, if you have a problem, let's say you have a plumbing issue, you're going to call up a plumber and they're going to charge you $75 to $100 just to show up and then fix the issue versus a resident. They have an issue. They'll just fix it themselves, you know, because it's a lot less expensive for them to fix it. But you can't do that. You can't go out and be fixing toilets for 100 different apartments or mobile homes. I mean, I suppose you could have a full-time maintenance guy, but that's just more hassle. So it's better for, it's a win-win for, for, you know, in the real sense of the word. It's better off for everyone involved. They own the home. They have lower expenses. You have lower expenses. You have a more valuable asset. They own the house. So it's just better all around, and that's what you want to get to. And when you're evaluating park deals, this is something you're going to run into a lot as you start getting into this. You will find a lot of moms and pops. They will include the rent from their mobile homes as if it were lot rent. And let me kind of walk through what that looks like. Let's say, same scenario, $500 to rent the homes, but that market lot rent is $300. Well, if you take that, even just that portion of it, the $200, that may, if you apply a cap rate to that, that could make that home look like it's worth anywhere from fifteen dollars to $25,000 for that mobile home. When reality, that home is worth maybe five grand. So if you apply a cap rate to the rent from the mobile homes, it skews the values off so tremendously, it's mind-boggling. Where a park that may be worth 600000 if you cap all the rental home income, it looks like it's worth $1.5 And the issue you'll have, you cannot get financed. And this is what you say to these owners that try to do this. And I don't think it's, I don't really think it's intentional on their part. They just don't know. I just explained to them, you know, it's, it's not me. This is what banks will loan on. They loan on cash flow. They loan on the lot rent. You see, the mobile homes, the reason you cannot apply cap rate to them is their personal property. It's not real estate like the lot income is. That's real property. It doesn't move. It's fixed. And you can cap the income from that because it's consistent. Mobile homes, it's personal property like a car would be. And it can just, it can, even though it's expensive, they can, you know, hitch it up and pull it out. You can't really do that with a house, at least not very easily. So sellers will take all the income 
and then they'll apply some multiplier to that and you cannot do that and you just have to explain to them this is how banks look at it and this is how it has to be evaluated if we want to make a deal work so that's the basics of it that should hopefully by the end of this you are convinced that park on homes are not <laughs> the way to go you know we didn't get into this business to be I didn't at least to be messing around with with rental homes and, and constant turnover and things like that. I, I got into this business to for the ease of it, for the cash flow, and you know the lack of headaches. So I hope this is illuminating to you. If you have any questions, feel free email me Abraham at capitalcashflow.com. Would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes for the podcast and comment, subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a thumbs up. Thanks again, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Make it happen. Thank you for listening to Capital Cash Flow. For more resources and information on investing with us, find us on social media or at capitalcashflow.com.